Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, last hour of the DGS here on a Friday. Rachel, Andrew Wheeler with you. Dave is out today for the long weekend. He'll be back next week, uh, as we often are on Friday afternoons. We're joined by George Mayhew from St. Louis Magazine. Hello, George. Hello, hello. That means it's food talk. Oh, yeah. We all like food talk, George. Yeah, this time, it's time for food. And I'm glad it's on Friday. But you didn't bring any food. It's time for food talk. It's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I, you got him excited, George. I, yeah, I was like, where? I, I should where? have done that because uh, the last time I was here, it was on a different show. I did bring food. I think you guys were around for that. I brought some uh, some fried chicken from Sunday Best. Oh yeah, you brought that to Chris and Amy, and yeah. we were all very uh, jealous. Yeah. And I know this studio smelled like chicken for a while. It did <laughs> for two and a half hours. So <laughs> not that I was counting. So I, I made sure. That there was plenty. I didn't know where you guys were, but I thought that you'd probably smell it and come on by. Yeah, I mean, we are radio people. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, that's, that, that's like the best chicken in town, Sunday Best. And I thought, nice. I, if it's the best in town, I think it's uh, it's it's worthy of you guys. So I, nice. I brought it on down. What are we, but uh, nothing today, so well, <laughs> sorry. Thanks. <laughs> what, do we, uh, what do we got going on today? Well, um, you know, I did this. I thought about this. It, it's Friday the thirteenth, right? And and I didn't realize this, but when I read this, I I knew I had to do something. Did you guys know that Friday the thirteenth occurs during the month of October only once every eleven years? It kind of makes sense if you do oh. the, if you do the calendar. I math. wish if it was thirteen years though, that would make it even better. <laughs> so get all the triskaidekaphobia out there, yeah, right, Andrew? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a $5 yep. word. Yep. Uh, yep. For sure. Yep. No, but anyway, so so since it was so unusual, I thought, okay, now I, what, do we get, what am I going to do? Uh, seven years ago, I talked to some chefs, and I said, are, are, are chefs superstitious at all? Do you guys have any, you know, are you as weird as the rest of us? And it ends up that, that they're weirder. Right? Oh, of course. And uh, uh, so I asked a bunch of chefs some the, the question whether they were superstitious. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to set this up in the other lane and talk to a, another set of chefs just to see. And uh, it's always fun when I throw it out there because some guys come back to me immediately with something odd and some just don't. But, um, you know, the, 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 the upshot of it is, yes, they're very superstitious, but most of the superstitions line up with the don't jinx it theory. Okay. Right? So, so we're heavy in the jinxes. Yeah. Well, you know, boy, this night sure is going smoothly. And then, you know, all mm. hell breaks loose. Yeah. You know. It's going to be a busy one today, it looks like, and then it's the slowest day you've ever had. Yeah. So, so there's 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 a lot of that, you know. Oh, you know, this guy's going to be a superstar. I just know it, and then he ends up being a flunky kind of thing. Well, so, clearly because you said so. Yeah, yeah. So you you don't want to jinx it. That's uh, that that's one. Uh, I, this one I'd never heard of. This guy said he goes. He's always 
wary of a power outage because that's that's it. You close the doors and you're done. And, and yeah. you know, you got food on the table, unpaid, and it's it's a disaster. And he said, if someone even so much as mentions that they are gang tackled. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. 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 Don't don't say that. Um, this one, I don't know if you guys have heard of. I guess when you're doing shots, right? You you take the shot and you slam it on the bar, and it gets rid of the all the bad juju, uh, you know, around. And it's 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 good luck to to slam a shot on the bar before you before hit, you before you it. hit it. What if you spill it? Well, you don't like you know. Yeah, you <laughs> you tap, just kind of tap, tap it. it. Yes, yes, I'm just kidding. But anyway, that so I I'd heard that before, and I think you know I don't know if you guys know knew this, but I just found out about this fairly recently. When you have you you're served a beer, you're served a cocktail, you take it and you tap it on the bar. You look at the bartender and drink it. Have you heard this? It's Mm-mm. your, you know, you cheers to your partner, but tapping the the, the glass on the bar, you're cheer, cheersing the bar. It's you're you're honoring the establishment. And if you guys look around, you'll see people doing that. And I didn't realize what that was really until I saw it on Ted Lasso. And I thought, well, that's kind of a cool thing. And I just started doing it because I thought, oh, this looks kind of cool, uh-huh. right? But I didn't know what I was really doing. You're honoring the establishment by and, – and, and now that I know that, I look around and there's a lot of people doing that. And when you, when you do that, and the bartender looks at you and kind of gives you the high sign like, thank you. That's, that, I appreciate it. Mm. So all the service uh, uh, people know that. And uh, like I said, I'm surprised I didn't know about that. But that's that's the real reason you, you tap your glass or your shot on the bar. So very nice. That's kind of cool, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't take shots or drink very often, so I didn't know that either. <laughs> but I was but, like, but, ah. but, I did work in restaurants though, and I'd never seen anything. Yeah, like I'd that. never seen that either. So that was that was an unusual one. This is one I'd never heard of. Sweeping somebody's shoes is bad luck. Oh, have you ever heard of this? Nope. Like it, some the older chefs, especially if if they're sweeping going on, their 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 feet are like tucked under the chair. They do not want. It's bad luck to have your feet sweet. Did not know this. <laughs> anyway, that's. I'm telling you, it just gets it just gets uh, weirder and weirder. Gerard Kraft, though, he had the he had the craziest one. This is our you know James Beard Award winning chef. He had a piece of round wood built into his office wall that says "knock," and everybody has to knock three times on that on that piece of wood i mean you know knock three times right so but you know like if you came in there yeah went to the you know to the actually had a designer build it into his wall so i didn't know about that i knew of things like that that's kind of a sports thing right like there are a couple places where like at notre dame they touch the ceiling when they're coming out of the out of the locker room or Clemson, they touch Howard's Rock. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tra- that's kind of I guess tradition, but it is yeah. it's superstition too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I I've I've never been that way. You know, uh, are you guys superstitious at all? Is it? I mean, I don't I don't step on sidewalk cracks, but I don't do it any like for any. I just don't do it. I don't really think about it. You just don't want to break your mom's back. <laughs> Right. Just, <laughs> just being considerate. Just, just yeah. in case it's true. I guess I'm a little superstitious. Yeah, I have to have things a certain way for the show. And if I were to, like, forget my earbuds or something and use different headphones, I would feel very thrown off. I, I just kind of like to have everything laid out in particular. But maybe that's not superstitious. Maybe that's just OCD. 
Well, and it's <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, there, I, there are some similarities between you know, the two. Is, yeah, a little it, bit. It's, it's routine and superstition. I think I think crossover. One chef told me the, the the same thing. He sets everything up exactly the same way. He sits in the same chair and does the same thing in the same order every day. He counts the money and and bank faces the bills. You know, they have to all be the, the bills have to all be going the same way. Counts everything to the penny. Everything has to, you know, these kind of things. I don't know whether that's a, an obsession or, yeah. or whether that's so a I superstition. Like, I guess it's an obsession. I feel like the superstition habit, side of it is the belief that by not doing it, something else will something happen evil, because of it. Yes, will become. So, a, like, yeah. Rach, in your case, if you don't have them, do you feel like, well, the show's ruined because, or I'm going to say something stupid because I don't have this, or is it just a I'm out of my sorts. It's kind of more out of sorts yeah. than thinking something bad. See, the superstition bad. one is like, if I don't wear the same dirty socks for every baseball game, I won't get a hit. Yeah. Like, that's how I view the superstition. Like, if I don't do this thing, another thing will either happen that I don't want to happen or the thing that I want to happen will not happen like the... Uh, I mean, like that's. A, I guess, and I guess, a, like, 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 is a rally squirrel a superstition? And a, and a, and a you know, and it a, would be if you believed that you needed a squirrel to run on the field to <laughs> run, make a playoff run. That would be a superstition. Yeah. So anyway, that's yeah. that. I I have fun with these things. I do these Ask George things every every week, and I, and I I look at the title and I go, gosh, you know, is this really? Is anybody going to read this? Are they going to think I'm just an idiot? But the 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 crazier the question, the more they resonate. So, nice. Um, you know, that's a look for that every Friday in my in my newsletter. And nice. Rachel knows she's a reader. She gets. Oh it. yeah, for sure. Goes, I love the newsletter. Let, let's talk about it. You know, but um. Yeah, that was that was one thing, and the other thing we wrote about was um, uh, paper products. You know, I, I, you know, one of these things that just kind of bugs me. If if you're in a in a cheap sandwich shop and you get served some cheap napkins, it's okay because it kind of goes with the with the program. But if you're in a nicer restaurant and they're charging you know, 10 or 15 or $18 for a sandwich, I expect a, a nice napkin, you know, and I don't think that's too much to ask. And then I went along it further and I said, but in no, in no circumstances is it acceptable to put the single ply, you know, toilet paper in, in the restroom, you know, as on those big giant rolls, See, like in, in the gas stations, that's yeah. where I take exception. And that's where, as, as I wrote in the article, I said, I, I think I'll take my business elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I feel like that's a false savings on the side of any company, right? Whether it's that or hand towels or anything, because if they're so thin, instead of using two, I'm going to use seven. That's right. It's a, right. you know, like that, you're it, it, maybe the math still works for them. Yeah, but it ain't what they think it is. It's not like well, you know, you know how much four squares exactly. of this stuff is the same as four squares. How of that? No, much it's not. money are you really saving by doing that? Because yeah, you double up, triple up. It they I'll must tell you, know. Well, I'll, they must know. I'll tell you one thing that does happen in in the restaurant business that I didn't know. Uh, is because uh, I always I always ordered because I've I've been obsessed with this. I always ordered good toilet paper, and I didn't realize that uh, it was such a theft item. And this was long before oh, pandemics yeah, and yeah. COVID. That's why you have those giant locked uh, it, so, so, containers. Yeah, yeah. So they're locked up. But what I didn't have locked up was the storage of those under the you know under the vanity. And I'd keep forty or fifty rolls of toilet paper. And I went in there one day, it was it was all gone. I thought, uh, wow, how many trips did it take this person, or how big was that 
purse or or, <laughs> wow, or, I know. or briefcase to, to to you know abscond with 10, 12, 14 rolls of toilet that paper. Anyway, like a, that sounds like an employee to me. Uh, probably, yeah. but anyway, there's there's all kinds of crazy stories in the business, but but yeah, so so um, uh, cheap to- cheap toilet paper. That's a no no. What else did, did we you want do? To say? Do you want to hang out for a minute and talk about food waste and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. Food waste. I got waste. a couple of te- a couple of questions about not just that, but also like portion sizes and things along and those lines. And it's all related. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we'll get talk into about that. it. Sure. George Mayhe's with us. We are having some food time here in the uh, four o'clock hour on DGS. Matt Pauly is going to join us after the four thirty news. We'll do a little sports there. So uh, you were going to bring this up before the break, and I think it's a fascinating topic, uh, being a regular restaurant goer, but also having worked in restaurants when I was in college and just out of college. But food waste and portion size and the connection between those two things. And I don't know, like, obviously we don't want to be throwing stuff away, but it is the end result for a number of reasons, and and anybody that's worked in a restaurant that's dumped the trash, and we've all done that. That yeah. we've all it's, it, it just happens. It's staggering how quickly it accumulates and how quickly that dumpster fills up. Mm-hmm. And it's and those guys are coming, you know, every day, every other day to dump full dumpsters out of all these restaurants. And you know, it's just like I didn't think a whole lot about it. I just thought there's there's a lot of wasted food. And then I got this thing this week that said that, and I didn't realize the, this statistic: forty percent of all food in the U.S. is wasted. Forty percent. Forty percent. And they said almost half. I went, and then I looked closer. It was forty percent. But that's eh, that's is damn, that all? Damn, is that restaurants or just all like that, grocery that, stores? That, the whole deal. That's all. And okay. restaurants are responsible for twenty two percent. So that's still a ton. That's a lot, especially and, when you think about it. you're going there and you're. Specifically, ordering it, and 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 apparently a third of the food that restaurants serve is is never eaten, and that gets into this whole portion size. And, yeah. And uh, anyway, the 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 point of this this came from the Green Dining Alliance, which is which is a local um, organization that 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 certifies restaurants, you know, as to their sustainability efforts, and and they they do great things, and they they you know they make people aware of it, they make restaurants aware of it, and they and I didn't realize this. Yeah, they teach you to how to compost and 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 how you know not to you know waste the 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 single serving uh, you know forks and and knives and things like that, but they part of it is uh, let's make side dishes optional. You know, because so much food gets thrown away. Let's let's think about making more things a la carte. So so there's less. Anyway, basically, what they're doing is they're they're watching what comes back in the bus tubs. Yeah. And they're saying, okay, if there's too much of this, let's just cut it out. You know, are these portions too big? Look at all this food that's coming back here. And uh, I think that's a, a fascinating way to do it. I mean, we always did it as managers. That's how you found out. You know, maybe something wasn't so good that day if it's all coming back. But it's also, um, you know, on the flip side, it's it's wasted food. Why, why did we go to that giant food size in so many places? Like where you get, I guess, look, I obviously I can eat. I, I can eat. But there are a lot, most of the times I go out to eat, I bring some of it home. Yeah. Which is not obviously not getting wasted. It's getting eaten. But if you were to reduce I, I, the cost I, of it a little bit sure. in proportion with the amount, uh, I, nobody will feel cheated if the cost comes down along with the right. reduced quantity. And guys like you could just order a second one. And then well that's the other thing. Or I could just add sides. You know, every place you go, you can add extra sides or right. you can you can you can add five shrimp and it's five dollars, whatever it is. I mean, there's always an option to get more if you want it. 
I think a lot of it is the whole uh, value thing. You know, we're going to give them more and it's going to look like, uh, you know, the, the, there's a value perception there. And, and if it's great value, you might come back because you're getting a deal. It's that whole, you know, I remember this was a, a thing for a while. They put a sandwich on a plate and then just take a hand, two handfuls of fries and just dump them on top. And you'd have this, wait, is my sandwich under those fries somewhere? You know, and that still exists to a, to a certain degree, just like this, this oh, wow factor. And, you know, especially the, with the, the cheap things like fries. Yeah. Yeah. And the Instagram ability of it, these, you know, this giant portion. Portions of anything always always catch people's attention, but yeah, I mean it's it was um, I, I and I didn't realize you know in as I read further I, I know that restaurants are, are doing a lot of things uh, you know to be greener and and to be more conscious. There's this this Green Dining Alliance has has set. Uh, dining districts. There's four of them now in St. Louis, and and they're getting people in these different neighborhoods. The Grove was just designated the most recent one. There's there's eight or ten places in the Grove that hey we we are into this. We we we're going to do everything we can. Anyway, it's it's just a, a great movement. But what I, I didn't realize that is that um, um, so much of the food waste comes from households too. Obviously. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, the, 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 this is, I'm not going to bore you with stats, but this one's interesting. The average American throws away $1,300 worth of edible food waste every year, 1300 bucks a year. Just letting things expire, the, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, th- and things go bad. They're wilting in the, in, and, and, and uh, I want to give a shout out to Brooke Foster uh, from uh, her marketing firm is called Novella. She said, you know, the way to think about this is, is put it in terms you, of things you don't want to throw away. She said, $1,300. She goes, that's 54 large Thanksgiving turkeys. That's 472 slices of New York-style pizza from Racanelli's. Oh, not throwing that's, New York-style pizza that's away. That's 346 Baja fish tacos from Mission Taco Joint, 650 cans of Schnickel Fritz beer from Urban Chestnut, or 40 blues tickets. And I go, okay, we can all relate to some of this. And anyway, her, the, the point is pay attention you know, we can all do, you know, I'm not going to get into uh, the little things that, that, that homeowners can do, too. But, um, you know, Sam's at Costco is, is kind of a culprit here because we all love the the fact that we can get, you know, more for less. But if you're like me, I, I, I buy that stuff and a lot of the time it goes bad. I can't eat oh, it. Oh, really? I can't, I can't consume it oh. fast enough. Yeah, see, we and don't have you that have issue. To make a, you just have to make a concerted effort to do that. Well, that's There's, the thing is, uh, in our case, we have... Two fridges and two freezers. We have the space to store things where they're not going to go bad. Or it's also if you're buying the non-perishable things, the dry goods and things along those lines. But, yeah, if you're going to the Costco meat counter, you better be having a party. Yeah. Or you better have freezer space. Uh, sure. And, and uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's real important. And, you know, and a lot of that stuff... Uh, you know, people like me will take the things that I don't eat, or the things that, that have wilted, or the things that are, you know, uh, you know, on the edge. You know, I'll make I'll make soup stock out of it. Oh, okay. And that's a great way to do it too. That's maybe the next best thing to composting. But but that, I don't waste anything that way. That's what uh, that's what all the restaurants are doing now. They're not wasting anything. They're they're using the entire vegetable. They're using the entire piece of meat, and and that that obviously helps you know, cut down on, uh, on landfill waste, which apparently accounts for as many, twice as many greenhouse gas emissions as commercial air travel. I think that's the stat that got me going, Hmm, let me think about this. Let me read about this. So, so behave out there. (laughs) (laughs) George, thanks for everything. We'll see you soon. Have a good weekend. It's a Friday on DGS. Dave is out. 
He'll be back next week. Rachel, Andrew Wheeler hanging out with you here. We got our buddy Matt Pauly in. So I figured, you know, it's Friday. You got no sports up in line last night because of the football game. So I figured we're going to squeeze some extra minutes out of you. That works. Glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, dude. Yeah. How's it going? It's good. Yeah. Um, I'm still bon- like we talked about this between the wild card round and the divisional round. I still believe baseball needs to do something to avoid these off days between series. Yeah, like there I should be baseball. How, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, unless you're going to like accelerate the start of the next series. But yeah, I, but yeah, but people bought tickets for a specific date. I mean, it's really hard to be like you bought tickets for the 16th, but we're going to move that game to the 14th. I think it's a real and TV hates that. I so I can't disagree with you more, Kevin. Because two things: first off, NBA playoffs. Couple teams get done in the first round. Other first rounds aren't done. Yeah. They just start the second round. They just go. The only dates that are set in the NBA playoffs are the NBA finals, and the, they just keep going and they they space things out. The second thing is there are weather delays. There's postponements. Yeah. There are all kinds of stuff yeah. that happen during the baseball playoffs. You buy a ticket for Game Two of the NLCS, and whenever Game Two happens to be, that's when you go. And if you can't be sure that you can make it for Game Two, Somebody don't buy the it. ticket. Uh, well, somebody also take it off your hands. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll be, you'll be able to sell it. Work with TV, create some flexibility in the scheduling. If you if, if Fox really needs the World Series dates locked in, fine, I'll buy that. But uh, get get series started a little bit sooner. Okay, so we won't have more playoff baseball until Sunday, which yeah. is the origin of this conversation because the Phillies eliminated the Braves yesterday. Let's wait till an NFL Sunday. Let's go two days yeah. and then let's play on NFL Sunday. I, I I I would say I have as much beef about the days that they've chosen to play. As these kinds of things, because like, I would I would not be scheduling Sundays. No, I mean I know you're going to have to do some Saturdays. We can't, but again, I understand also that Saturdays and Sundays are better for people for attendance because it's a weekend. Um, but you know you're losing a lot of. I guess there's really nothing you're going to do though because the NFL is the big dog. I don't know if you saw this, but on uh, the Post Dispatch today, uh, they they in the last calendar year, the 15 highest rated TV programs in St. Louis. Are what NFL football or Cardinals baseball? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Okay. Twelve of the fifteen are the Chiefs, not the Cardinals. Yeah. The Chiefs. So football is really big. I don't know. If there's much you can do about that. Now, and St. Louis has consistently been one of, if not the top-rated NFL TV market yeah. since the Rams left. In terms of uh, non-NFL cities, NFL right. ratings. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, there. There's people who hate the NFL because of what happened with the Rams leaving and with Stan Kroenke. Yep. And then there's people who look at a political side of things, going back to Kaepernick and all that. And there's people not who many, have though. these narratives about the NFL not being as powerful, and they're all wrong, and the numbers back it up. There yep. is no more powerful force on TV than the National Football League. No, and if you, I mean, we've talked about it here on the show before. If you go nationally and you look at the 50 highest-rated TV programs in any calendar year, 48 of them will be NFL games. Yeah, and Sunday Night Football is the most powerful of it. And go walk into a Costco on a Sunday afternoon, and all you're going to do is see people wearing Chief stuff and Packer stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's uh, do a quick thing on the the ALCS, NLCS, just the matchups. Any thoughts? And then we got some Cardinal things want to kick around. Yeah, so in the NLCS, I like the Phillies. I I love the Phillies there. Now... Oh, I talked about this with you the other day. Every team that's ever beat the Brewers in the playoffs has made it to the World Series. <laughs> so the Diamondbacks have that going for yeah. them. But when you look at it on paper, the Phillies are clearly the better team. I, I'm i actually leaning Rangers a little bit in the ALCS. I just think what they do from an offensive standpoint, uh, and I, I like their pitching, I think they're just a, a step better 
than the Houston Astros. Yeah. But the Astros are historically good. They know how to win in the playoffs. Well, here, yeah, here's the thing that as I'm looking at the two, um, I'm with you on the Phillies, and it's because obviously they have the big star power in the lineup. Uh, you've got three star hitters, and then you've got another three that are really good that are, you know, yeah. not, not long. And actually, I may even go four stars because Rail Muto is the best catcher in the game. So with him and Turner and Harper and Schwarber, you've got stars. You've got depth in that lineup. Um, I, you've got the top two starters that are locked down, you know, like studs in Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. And they've got five guys that throw 100 miles an hour in the bullpen. Yeah, and their next two starters aren't bad. No, the next two are good. Ranger yeah. Suarez was really good yep. yesterday. Uh, and with and, uh, uh, Sanchez, yeah, San- is the other another lefty, lefty that throws yep. ninety six. Yeah, so you know they got that, and I think the Arizona Diamondbacks have some mojo, but their bullpen's not as much of a sure thing. Zach Gallon's amazing, but they only have one of those. They don't have two of those, um, and their lineup they just don't have the thump that the Phillies do. So I'm I'm in full agreement with you on that one. I'm on a l- slight disagreement on the Astros Rangers because of that starting pitching idea. The Rangers have Nathan Eovaldi. And that's and Montgomery, but that's I don't think that equals Verlander and Valdez. And after the top two, Houston's clearly better than the Rangers are. And I think the Rangers bullpen stinks. I mean, they've been patching that thing together yeah, for most of the year, and the been, Astros bullpen is badass. The Rangers bullpen has worked in the postseason. No, no, they've gotten by. For Guys sure. have stepped forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're probably right about the start. Not probably. You are right about the starting pitching. I just but. If I need a team to go score seven for me, I'll take the Rangers over the Astros. That's a good lineup. Yeah. That's a really good lineup. And you know what's fascinating? And we can, I'll start the Cardinals thing here, and then we'll continue with it next. But I think the Rangers are maybe a good model in terms of how aggressive they were in the last couple of off-seasons for where the Cardinals can make a big jump. I did an entire segment on the Sports Open Line the other day. I said, what can you learn from a Rangers team that lost 90-plus games last year, won 90-plus games this year in the quick turnaround? And the simple answer is they went from a $150 million payroll to a $250 million payroll. (laughs) But it does go a little bit deeper than that as well. Right, right. I mean, there are certain things. Like, they went out and got Nathan Eovaldi. Yeah. You know, they went out and got starting pitching. Lots of it. I mean, mm-hmm. tr- and then also traded for Jordan Montgomery in the middle of the season to add what they had already because they lost somebody. Who was the starting pitcher that they lost to an injury? Oh, it was uh, um, the big one, DeGrom. Yeah. Right. So you spent a lot of money on DeGrom, but then you go out and you get Max Scherzer and you go out and, and get... Scherzer might be uh, ready to go this yeah, series. Yeah, so he might be back yeah. in time for this one. All right. So that's our jumping off point. We got a couple cardinal things we want to hit at. And uh, for everybody listening, the tease to this will be what we touched on briefly earlier, and that was uh, Martin Kilcoin's tweet from earlier in the day that the Cardinals may be talking about bringing Yachty back into the fold, not as a player, but uh, maybe as a member of the coaching staff, maybe in some other role, but we'll touch on that briefly coming up next. Matt Pauley's with us on DGS. All right, we got Matt Pauley in for the last segment. Uh, Of course, Matt's got Sports Open Line coming up after the 6 o'clock news, and then an hour after Sports Open Line, the Rachel Zimmerman Show. Yeah, tonight. And also at 7 a.m. tomorrow, if yeah, you'd like to you listen. Yeah, get the double dose. So you got 9 o'clock tonight. It's a 9 o'clock every Friday night, 7 yes. o'clock on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Last week, Saturday morning was when I heard it. Sounds awesome. Thanks, Kevin. That's you're, really nice. I know it's hard because when you're first starting something, you're like, you're, you're overthinking. Yeah. You don't have to overthink. You're doing fine. So Thank you so much. If you're listening tonight and you go, did Rachel really just say that? You just you get to listen tomorrow morning just to <laughs> confirm that, yep, that's but what she also, said. You can also go to the Odyssey app and podcast and do all that stuff. Um, so that's all coming up later on. Let's do a quick hitter on some Cardinal stuff. 
Um, I, I, we should mention the the Blues actually played pretty well last night. Yeah, it's a tough game. Dallas is a Stanley Cup contender. You lose in a shootout. Not a terrible performance. The, they they did a pretty good job of protecting the puck. If uh, Bennington plays like that every game yeah. or eighty percent of the games that are playoff games, yeah, he saved their butts in yeah. quite a few plays, which yeah. is what you're going to need from yep. him this year. Uh, so we should mention that. I meant to mention that a little bit earlier. Um, but it, you know, the the interesting thing that popped up today, and look, Martin Kilcoin is really smart, dude. I love Marty. He's not a BSer. He's not just throwing stuff out there. If he's mentioning something, it's because he's had a conversation that led him to believe that something's going on. And he just tweeted simply, and it's a short story at Fox Two. It's not yeah. really a long story. It's like four sentences, but it's just that according to what Marty was told, the Cardinals and are talking to Molina about maybe some kind of role and maybe a role on the coaching staff. I know everybody has wanted to see that, right? I mean, how yeah. many how many calls and messages have you gotten? Like, Yachty's a future manager. I mean, of course he is. He's got that kind of brain, but he just retired as well, and he made almost $200 million, so he's really in no need of work. You don't know what his priorities are, but you, you have to ask, right? If you're the team, and that's a possibility, you've got to find out if you can make it work. So if you go to that Fox 2 story that you're talking about, there is a video embedded, and on that yeah, video, yeah. it's him doing his kill coin opinion on, yep. on Channel 2, and then he does a little crosstalk with the anchors, and he goes a little bit more into it at that point. And at that point, he actually mentions the bench coach role. Right. The, the, those, well, that came out of his mouth in the the video that's uh, on that website. Um, yeah, I just... I think the the first thing you got to figure out from Yachty is is he going to be fully engaged and fully he's he's a year removed from a really long big league career right. and he has a lot of other things going on in other parts of the world. Oh, he's got his basketball yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. And plus Family. he's in, he's involved in international baseball things yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, I managed to Puerto Rico. Yeah. So, I think the first thing that you have to find out from him is is this a guy that where he's at right now does he want to dedicate what it takes to be a coach on a major league coaching staff? Because that is a grind, and it's not that long since he was grinding it out as a player. Yeah, and I think the the question isn't whether or not he'd be willing to do it if he comes in. Because if he's here, it means he is willing because that's his personality. Like, that's how he does things. But it is a great question because you spend your whole life, and it's, you know, every day you're on the road, uh, you know, it's it's a difficult thing, but at the same time, it can go two ways with retired players. One of them is, all right, yep, I did all that. I made a lot of money, and I have other things that I want to try out. Other guys, though, when they're in that position, they're like, I really miss the routine. I miss the competition. I miss the day-to-day something's on the line. And it really is about, I think, a guy like Molina or any retired player who had a long, successful career making that determination. But, Kevin, and I'm not trying to take a shot at him for doing this when he was a player because I had no problem with it, but in his final year playing, when his basketball team was playing in the championship in Puerto Rico, he left the team and yeah. he went, he can't do that as the bench coach. No, no, you can't. I mean, but my point is that that's also tied into it, right? You're in the last year and you've never done any of these things because you couldn't from the time you're 16 years old, you're a professional baseball player. Well, he's now had a full year out of that, and what, what I think the decision, I'm not trying to read his mind, I'm saying the decision is, do I like having all of this free time, or having had the year to do whatever I want, 
am I missing it? Yeah. And that's kind of the sway, and we don't know. We, that's kind of what the team is, I'm sure, probably trying to find out. We didn't see him here in St. Louis at all until yeah. the Wainwright uh, celebration, and that was uh, that was a kind of a secret. Uh, I was talking to Benji Molina about that. I had him on the show the other day, and Benji said that Yachty didn't even tell him he was coming in until day of. Like, mm. he had no clue that Yachty was coming in. So we'll I just— see. I I'm always uncomfortable when like we are trying to impose our will yeah. on people yeah. who just got done with the grindiest 15 to 20 years of their life and maybe they need a year off maybe they need two years off maybe, maybe they need 10 years off so I just I, I always pump the brake when it's when it comes yeah. to these things it, it should be clearly what he wants yeah and what it, whichever way he wants it to be is the way it should be but I'd say this I think everybody who's a fan of the team would be thrilled if he's going to be a part of it. Agreed. They they missed him. They the if we want to go identify the one thing that they probably missed the most, it was probably his presence. He impacts so many things. I might I might go with the guys throwing the baseball not being good enough. <laughs> but I, I'm saying from who like the one thing that they missed like when you compare one year to the next, not having Yachty's presence in. 2023 when they did have it in 2022 that's the point that I'm trying to make like I don't think the team missed Jose Quintana I think they missed Jose Quintana a lot I think they missed Adam Wainwright of 2022 because okay, he was yeah. nothing close to it they missed Miles Michaelis from 2022 because he was nothing close to what he was before now those things are interconnected right uh, absolutely I mean, those things yep. are interconnected but I would say that it's hard for me to think that proven veterans were that reliant on another player for their own success. If they were, I think they were, Oh, at least to a degree they were, yeah. but if they were that much, that speaks to another larger problem. Cause you got to solve that. Cause Yachty ain't coming back to play. The answer to that question is how things went down with Wilson yeah. Contreras. Yeah. Cause he ain't coming back to play no matter what. So that's got to get figured out. It'd probably be pretty good for Wilson to have Yachty around too. I think he'd like it. Right. I mean, yeah, it's his hero. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of a nice guru to have sitting around, wouldn't it? It would be a very good thing. Buddy, have a good sports on the line. We'll talk to you in 15 minutes. All right, sounds great. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.